25 verses. It's called Keep the Faith. If there's ever a time we, we lived in in our, in our life, it's now that we need to keep the faith. Amen. Say that loud. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. So let's go with the message this morning. See what we can learn from this little bitty book in the Bible. And uh, it's the book that's right before the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation has all things to say about, you know, future events, what's going to happen in the future. And uh, it's interesting, this little 25-verse book put right before there talking about basically apostasy and quitting and denying the faith. Amen. So this is going to be a strong little uh, uh, series. I hope you'll be all right. Amen. Here we go. Today's message, I've titled it, Recognizing the Problem. Let's go with it, Rog, and we're going to roll. If it's your first time with us, we use this big screen, and, uh, and everything that I have is going to be on this screen. You can say it with me, the Bible verses, everything. Now, it's usually what's in you that'll what? Most of you are going to die one day. I'm going to tell you something. It's not going to be outside forces. It's going to be something that's in you It's going to kill you. Amen? Same thing with the church. Okay? If the church ever ceases to be strong in the Lord, it's because something was in us. Amen? And it wasn't the Holy Spirit. It wasn't truth. It was apostasy, and it was a lie. Amen? Y'all hearing me today? Amen? So let's go with the message this morning. This little 25-verse book of Jude is a warning given to who? The church about a what? A cancer called a big fancy word what? Apostasy. That's it. That's what this verse book is all about. What is apostasy in plain English? Apostasy is turning away of the church from the truth of what? God's Word. And I didn't do this on purpose because you're here today. But so many on Christian television that I hear, excuse me, it, it doesn't mean it's in the gospel, does it, brother? Come on, buddy. And uh, sorry to be ugly today. That was terrible, wasn't it? Come on, come on, come on. Now, I can say that because he agrees with me. Amen? He agrees with me. So that's what apostasy is. It's turning away. It's the turning away of the church from the truth of God's Word. And we see it happening all the time, guys. I mean, I want you to come to fellowship. I want you to feel good. I want you to be happy. But at the end of the day, we need the truth. We need God's Word. Okay? Come on. All right? So, I mean, you can get happy by getting drunk, I guess. Okay? Or smoking something, all right? But how about living life? How about making good choices? How about loving your wife, loving your husband, raising your children? Amen? Say. How about being honest and doing the right thing in your life? I'm telling you, we need God's Word. We need help because we're screwed up. Amen? We need help. So, it's a departing from the faith. And Rod's just going to push me a little bit. Apostasies are turning away, and it's a departing from the what? The faith. And when we say the faith... That is the faith, the word that's been delivered to the saints. It's turning away from what was written in that book. What happened to us? What are we doing? What are we thinking? Amen? That's what this is talking about. A couple of verses to get started. Now, the Spirit, this is Timothy, verse 1, chapter 4. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly that in the last days, some shall do what? Depart from the faith. And what will they do? They'll give heed to seducing spirits. And doctrines of what? Devils. And doctrines of devils, guys, is not always, you know, blood pouring from, you know, Satan's face. You know, it's not. It's, no, no. No, no, no. He is far more clever than that. Okay, gets in the church, twists the scriptures. All roads lead to heaven. 
Whereas the Bible says, Jesus says, I am the what? Way, truth, life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Yeah, but if you're good, or people that don't believe in Jesus, that he's actually God, God in the flesh, will knock on your door. Listen. But if you don't believe that Jesus is God come in the flesh, you're apostate. Y'all hearing me, yes or no? I know that's hard preaching, guys. That's what the Bible says. That's tough. If you put the brethren in remembrance, Paul talking to Timothy, the old preacher talking to the young preacher, Timothy, put them in remembrance. Don't ever let them forget these things. And if you do that, you're going to be a good minister of Jesus, nourished up in the words of faith and good what? Doctrine. Whereunto you have attained, refused, Timothy, say it with me, profane and old wives, Old wives' fables. And exercise yourself, Timothy, rather unto what? Godliness. Amen. So, the little book of Jude. 25 verses. So, who wrote this little book? Somebody take a wild guess. Look at that. You're so smart. Here we go. He was the brother of James and the half-brother of Jesus. Interesting, isn't it? Half-brother of Jesus, right before the book of Revelation, before the last book in the Bible, Jude's going to tell us, don't sell out Jesus. Don't turn from Jesus, okay? Be strong in your faith. So let's see a little scripture on Jude. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Jonas and of Judah or Jude and Simon, etc.? Keep looking. He apparently, Jude apparently, didn't believe in Jesus until after his resurrection. That should give you encouragement about your family that's not saved yet. I mean, Jesus was in the house and they didn't even get saved, okay? Y'all listening, yes or no? Don't give up on your brothers and sisters, okay? It's, it, it seems like that he didn't believe because John 7, 5 says, Neither did his brethren believe in him. Until perhaps after the resurrection, Jude became a believer. I tell you, one house that would be hard to grow up in would be the house with Jesus. Amen say. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, you know, he, he never sinned. How many in this room have sinned before? Yeah, there you go. Amen. Jesus never sinned. Amen. Come on. Incredible. So perhaps that's, that's what happened. Acts 1.13, when they were come in, they, were, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zealots. And there he is, Jude, or Judas, the brother of, of James. Amen. So, Jude. He calls himself, Jude, the half-brother of Jesus, calls himself what? The servant of Jesus. Now, if it was me, I would get me little cards made up. That said, Gary, the half-brother of Jesus. Amen. Wouldn't we be, isn't that our pride say? Who's your brother? Jesus, look. Amen. But Jude calls himself the servant of Jesus Christ. The brother of James. To them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. And the called. So keep pushing me there. So, who was this little book written to? 
to all who? This book is to all of us. Only 25 verses. Matter of fact, you can read this every day this week. 25. Read every day this week. Just get it in you. Every day this week. And then when you come back next Sunday, wow, you're going really, to be really set to go. So it's written to all Christians, to the preserved in Jesus Christ, and the called. Amen? So, so let, back that verse up, buddy. I'm sorry. Back it up one more time. So the servant of Jesus Christ, the brother of James, to them that are what? Sanctified. To them that are what? Preserved. And to them that are what? Called. Now let's look at the next screen. Sanctified by God. This is to, written to those sanctified by God. The word sanctified means set apart. We've been set apart because of our faith in Jesus Christ. We are saved. We've been sanctified, set apart. We're on our way to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Preserved in Jesus Christ. Preserved, the word, is secure. I'm not secure because I got up on the right side of the bed this morning. I'm secure because of the blood of Jesus Christ. God's Son cleanses me from all sin. Amen. Do you understand that? Because in, in the church, in America, I think we think we've got to do something to keep our salvation. But it's, it's, we're secure in Jesus, guys. Amen. So, and to be honest with you, it's apostasy. It's apostasy to ever think that you're good enough now. You're good enough now to keep your salvation. I don't like that idea. Don't, don't, I would never want to be in a position that somehow now I'm keeping my own salvation. Y'all hear me or not? I just think you need to be strong in that. Be secure, preserved in Jesus, called by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Come on. So we're saved because we've been called by the Holy Spirit of the living God. And He now lives inside of us. He's the earnest. He's that down payment that we have. And one day, we're going to live forevermore in heaven. Amen? So, it's written to all Christians. 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 through 15 but we're bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand what? Say it again. Therefore, brethren, do what? Stand fast. And hold the traditions which you've been taught. Now, that ain't talking about grandma's traditions. That's talking about the traditions in the Word of God. The truth in the Word of God. Hold fast to what you've been taught, whether by word or by our letters or by the epistles that are written in the Scriptures. Amen? So, because you're set apart, because you're secure, because you're saved, look at what you get. Verse number 2. Jude only has 25 verses, so we got to be real slow here. Here we go. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. This is what we get because we're saved, because we're set apart. We get the mercy of God. You don't get what you deserve. Amen? Say. I talked to Jake this morning. Jake in the bluegrass. Where are you at, Jake? Wave at me. You're somewhere. Jake, 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 where are you, Jake? There you are, back in the back. Jake and the Bluegrass Boys will be picking and grinning next Sunday here. Amen? And we're excited about it. Tell your friends to get them out. And we're going to have a toe-tapping time. And it's going to be a great service next Sunday morning. And I'll preach in both services as well. So, but uh, the mercy of God. Jake told me this morning. I said, Jake, how you doing? He says, better than I deserve. Why did he say that? Because of the mercy of God. He was basically saying to me, Pastor, if I got what I deserve, I'd be in hell today. Amen? So that's what that means. 
By the way, the mercy of God, Fellowship Church knows this, but a lot of people don't know what the word mercy means. The, the word mercy means price paid. Say that with me. Price paid. One more time. Price paid. That's what the word literally means. Price paid. Isn't that a great word? Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, we got the mercy of God. We've got the peace of God. You are no longer an enemy. The war's over, guys. Amen? Isn't that a great... Let's praise the Lord this morning. Come on, the war is over. It's over. I'm no longer his enemy. The war's over. Come on, because of Jesus Christ, God is my Father. Okay? And He's not my enemy. He is my friend. I am His friend. Amen? Peace. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. To think that God could be my friend. Are you kidding me? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? It's incredible. Beautiful. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, this is what we get. And we get the love of God. You're God's child now. You matter to Him. You're so valued. He loves you to pieces. I'm a child of God. Amen? I love everybody on stage when they're up here singing. But not a Sunday goes by that my heart isn't touched, that my son and my daughter are still serving with their old dad. You know, I mean, it's a crazy thing. Wow. I mean, I'm just blessed. And yesterday, I went to the park. I went down to Lemon Bay Park. If you've not been there, you ought to go. And uh, there's a great water walk to the left. But there's these long trails to the right. And they're, they're, there's a nice path. It's beautiful. So I took Abby and Danny, just me and the little girls yesterday. I know I need help. I know that. But anyway, I packed them up in the Jeep. I buckled them in the front seat, both of them. I know that's against the law, but I did it. Buckled them in the front seat. It's not far. We went the back roads. I went as many dirt roads as I could find in the Jeep, and we're hopping, and we're, we're acting like we're in Colorado. And then I took them on those trails, two miles. And then it's a lot more than that when you go off the side trails. We did all those and uh, had a great time. But love. And I'm feeling my heart falling more and more in love with little Danny and Abby. And that's the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts and in my heart. Isn't God a good God? He's a good God. Then we go to eat at Subway yesterday, and we're sitting there. And Abby says, there's a bug, and I can't kill it. How many knows what bug that was? It was a what? No, it was a tick. Because we've been out in the woods. And then last night, I hear Kim, Gary, come here, come here. Danny's getting a bath, and I have the bath, and boom, how do you get this tick out? And I went like this, pulled it. And she said, I could have done that. I wanted to do it without leaving the, uh, the head in. I'm like, it'll be fine. I've had lots of them. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Go to bed. Go to bed. I'm terrible. How many dads are like me? You'd have done the same thing. Come on, is there a few of you? <laughs> anyway, you're God's child. Amen? We're God's child. He loves us. I mean, you know the way I love Mitch and Lisa, the way I love the little ones, and, and the way you love your young ones. Where'd that come from? Love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God, for God is love.
Amen. This is what we have, guys. Why in the world would we turn away from him? Why would we turn away and sell him out? That's the way Jude's starting off here. What are you thinking? Where are you going to find mercy? Where are you going to find peace? Where are you going to find love if you don't stick with Jesus Christ? You hearing him already? And this is him being nice. He's going to get ugly in a little bit. And we've known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. We have that because of the Lord. And we've got it multiplied time and time and time and time again. I just think about the love of God that he shed in my life. And now I get to love you. And you love me. Wow, is that some multiplication that's going crazy here. Amen. And people in our town, in our community, we get to love on these people. It's incredible. God is a great God. Amen. So, Jude starts off. He had every intention of writing a what? Nice, sweet letter. That was his intention. That's what he wanted to do. But see, the Word of God was not given to us by men. But holy men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit. And they wrote. And what we have is called a God-breathed book. And you'll never find another God-breathed book. Don't turn from that book, guys. Are y'all hearing me today? Believe the Word. Stick to it. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, I was trying really hard, Jude says. I was going down the peace and mercy and love road. I just wanted to be happy with you. When I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was what? It, say it loud. It was what? It was needful. You might say, Clark, why are you preaching like you're preaching today about apostasy and all that? Because it's needful. It's needful for us to stand on the truth. It's needful. Not so we can judge other people or put ourselves above other people. See, that's stupidity. It's needful because, guys, we're screwed up and we better stay with the book. You're going to be falling away. You're going to be down a path you don't want to go without the Lord. Amen? Couldn't we testify that in the room today? Amen? Say, come on. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. Come on! So, it was need for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should what? For the faith. Say it one more time. It was needful for me to write unto you that you should do what? Earnestly contend for the faith which was what? Once delivered to the... So here's Jude. Are y'all bored to tears? You alright? Good, good. Here's Jude... Half-brother of Jesus, trying to be nice as can be. I was going to write it for common salvation. But something happened. Something happened. And my pen didn't write what I wanted to write. But instead, my focus and my attention was turned to earnestly contending for the faith. Now, Jews' name actually means what? His name means praise. So it's natural. He'd want to, let's praise the Lord. Amen. He's going to write him a little book of praise in Jesus. Amen. That's not what happened. Recognize the problem. Keep moving. We would all rather just hear a positive message, wouldn't we say? And I like being positive. Matter of fact, stay with me the next hour. i got a new series. I came up with this, this saying years ago, yes way. And we put T-shirts out and all this kind of good stuff. But I'm going to be preaching some more 
yes way messages. There's a lot out there. So today, positive. We're going to have one next hour. But not everything can be uh, rainbows, amen, and sunshine, okay? Sometimes it has to get a little rough. And that's, what, that's what's happening on this letter, and it's going to get that way, okay? God's mercy, God's peace, God's love, that's beautiful. I love that. We want that. But there's a war. There's a war going on. And we have an enemy, the devil. How in the world can we hold hands sing Kumbaya when he's wanting to take every one of us out? Amen. Say yes or no. Y'all hearing me? Say. And I don't want to get sideways, but I'm going to be honest with you. That's how I think we need to be as a country, too. Excuse me, okay? I'm serious. We need, there is an enemy out there. There's an enemy out there! Stand for your country, man! But that's me talking. I know you might not agree with me, but that's how I feel. Amen. Say. And probably I get that feeling because I fought the devil. Amen? And I know what that feels like, man. We need to stand against the devil wherever we see his head coming up. The Bible says be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the who? Devil, goes about as a roaring what? Seeking whom he may devour. He didn't want to just eat your lunch. He wants to eat you. Whom resists steadfast. That's what we're talking about in this series. Earnestly contending. Resist steadfast in the what? Faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. The struggle that you and I face today to keep the faith and stand for the truth. Thank God that people went before us thousands of years who maintained that faithfulness. And because of that, you and I have the gospel today. And you and I are saved today. What's going to happen after us, guys? Say. Just all watered down, no Bible anymore, who gives a rip? No, sir. we got to stand. But the God of all grace who's called you unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you've done what? After you've suffered? And it's hard. It's not easy contending for the faith. It's not easy standing and doing the right thing because that's what the Bible says. But do it. And he's going to make you perfect. What does that mean? The word means mature, complete. He's going to establish you. He's going to strengthen you. And thank God for those last two words. He's going to what? He's going to settle me down. Wow. I'm glad it's not always a fight, aren't you? But we need to stand. Keep looking. So nice, sweet Jude changes his tune. Hey, Jude. He changes his tune. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me. Not necessarily something I wanted to do. It's not even my nature. My name means praise. It was needful for me me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And so the tune is going to change. The word needful, the actual word needful means, say that with me, pressured by the Holy Spirit. Here he is. And the pressure of the Holy Spirit, the living God, came on this man. And changed his tune. As much as I want to be positive and talk about all the good things, there's a war going on. And we got to talk about it. And you got to stand, man. That's what Jude is saying. The phrase earnestly contends, say that with me, means to do what? Agonize with all. To be in agony. 
I can, this is where my sports stuff comes to mind. My sports training a little bit. I mean, back when I played ball. But, but when we coach, literally, we put those guys through agony. Don't we, coach? We put them through agony. Well, you're just mean. And a lot of mamas think we're mean. Excuse me. Can't do that to Johnny. Johnny will be fine. Why? Because when we take the football team up to Bayshore or to Southeast or over to Port Charlotte or Charlotte, you think they're going to be nice to our guys? Yes or no? So they have to be, yeah, you think they are. Yeah, I wish they were. They're not. But they have to learn how to fight. They have to not fist fight, but learn to be strong. Learn how to hit. Learn how to do it correctly. But learn how to have diligence. Learn how to, how to, how to suck it up, even when you're hurting, to play through that pain. Y'all hearing me this morning? So, to earnestly contend to, to, with all diligence, even if it's hurtful, even if it's painful to you. And sometimes it is easier to quit. It's easier to quit right in the middle or when it gets hard. I just quit. I just quit. I'm not going to do it anymore. Serving God's useless. I'm not. You have to dig deeper. Amen. Yes or no? Stand firm. And it is hurtful. And, buddy, I can relate to some of you that that felt pain. I know. It's the right thing to do. And I do not regret standing for the Lord. I do not regret standing for the Lord. God, please help me to keep standing for you. Please. Even when I don't want to, please help me. Amen. So to defend the truth of the Word of God. That's what this little letter is about. Only 25 verses. There's one body, Ephesians, one spirit, even as you're called in one hope. A lot of people tell you all these other ways. No, there's one way. The hope of your calling. There's one Lord. His name is who? Jesus Christ. There's one faith. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The word of the living God. God cannot lie. His word is true. Let him be true and every man be a what? Liar. That's what the Bible says. One baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen? Stand for that. Amen. Come on. Jesus said, we said it earlier, I am, say it with me, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And guys, I know many of you, you're, you're listening. I've met some of you. You're newer to me. And you, you might think I'm a lunatic, and it's okay. But listen, guys, you've been taught. You've been taught going to church is going to get you to heaven. It's, a, it's not true, guys. What's going to get you to heaven is believing in Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world, say it with me, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the truth. Are you hearing me today? That's the truth. As a kid, every once in a blue moon, we'd go to a church. Not to put the church down, but it was a Methodist church, and it was fine, except I never heard the scriptures at that particular church, at that particular church. We would go. I don't even know why we went. It would be once in a blue moon we would go. It was only many years later when someone told me about Jesus. They told me, they didn't tell me ugly. They talked to me nice and said, Gary, we've all sinned. You've sinned. I've sinned. I said, I know I've done that. 
They said, but God loves you. And they showed me in the Bible right there where Jesus loved me and gave his life for me. And I didn't know what I was doing, but best I knew how. That's why I say that when I pray. Best I know how. Best I knew how I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And I'll be honest with you. He did the rest. He did the rest. Amen. Faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, and he'll grow that. Amen. And he did it in my old hell-raising heart. He'll do it in your heart. Amen. But trying to in-run Jesus and come in because I'm a good person or I gave money to the church or whatever, guys, you're going to lose. Are y'all hearing me? Come on. Seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. What's his name? Jesus, the Son of God. Let us do what? Hold fast our profession. That's what this is all about today. I'm just sort of getting this going this morning. As Christians were to agonize with all diligence to defend the truth of the Word of God against what? Apostasy. Are you all good so far? We'll go a little further and see what we can do. Apostasy, again, is a turning and departing from the faith. Keep looking. So we need to recognize there's a problem. The problem is that apostasy is the enemy of God. Apostasy is the enemy of God. For there are certain men, verse 4, there are certain men crept in unawares. This is Jude writing, pressured by the Holy Spirit. Boy, this is a lot different than mercy and love and peace. Now he's talking about people crawling into houses or something. Weird. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God, our Lord who? Jesus Christ. Let's unpack that a little bit. An apostate is not a true believer in Jesus Christ. Okay? Keep looking. Having a form of godliness, 2 Timothy says, but denying the what? Power thereof. From such do what? Turn away. Doesn't mean I'm supposed to be ugly to people. I'm going to tell you something. But the bottom line is others that are teaching something that's not the truth of the, God, the, the Word of God, I don't need to be spending time watching it. Excuse me. Y'all hearing me say and I don't need to spend my time going to that church, honestly, to be honest with you. And I know that's ugly. I'm not just trying to build our church. Wherever you go, go where the Bible's preached. Amen? Come on. That's what we're talking about here today. An apostate may profess to accept the truth and trust Jesus as Savior, but he turns away from the truth of God's Word. Do I get it right all the time at fellowship? Absolutely not. Can I learn a whole lot more about the Bible? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Okay? But to teach other than Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. Come on, man. That should be right there. Cut and dried. Excuse me. I'm out of here. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Either I'm out of here or if you go to a church, I hear I have many of you go back home to churches. You've talked to me about this where they're not preaching the word. Maybe before you leave, hey, you go and talk to them. So here's the scriptures in a nice, kind way. How about we teach this? Amen? Say, how about we do this? Hello? Amen? And write me and tell me how it went. <laughs> Amen. You might like be that like that 103-year-old lady I heard about the news many months ago. She'd been a member for like 85 years, and they, they uh, excommunicated her. <laughs> Made world news. You don't want to do that. Okay, here we go. Apostates are not God's sheep, okay? 
They're wells without water, Peter says. Wells without water. Clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the midst, the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought into bondage. For if after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they're again entangled and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them to not know the way of righteousness than that after they knew it to turn from the holy commandments that were delivered unto them. This tough talk, isn't it? But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own what? Vomit. And the sow that was washed a wallowing in the mud. Boy, that's tough, ain't it? Y'all have come to hear Pastor Gary today like, he's really mean today. Not trying to be mean. Trying to get you to appreciate the Bible. To read the Bible. To believe the Bible. To not turn from the Bible. To start knowing enough so that when you hear something that's not true, you can defend the faith. And first of all, defend it in your own life and in your own heart to keep you from going down a bad path. Amen. Y'all hear me or not this morning? Come on. For there are certain men crept in unawares who before of old ordained this condemnation. Ungodly men turned the grace of our God into lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Certain men crept in unawares. They're deceitful. Keep looking. Of old ordained to this condemnation. They rest under the judgment of God. Anybody that is apostate, that's teaching contrary to God's word, let me tell you something. You might not see it in your lifetime. I not, might, might not see it, but I'm going to tell you something. They rest under the judgment of an almighty God. That's what that's saying. Amen? Ungodly men, they lack the force of godliness in their life. That's what that means. To be ungodly is lacking the force of godliness in life. Turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. No moral restraint. Guys, I'm a sinner just like you're a sinner. I struggle, especially as a man, with things like so many of you men struggle with. Don't think Gary don't struggle like you struggle, okay? But guys, we need to do the right thing. Are y'all hearing me? Yes or no? Do I always do the right thing? No, I don't always do the right thing. But thank God I've got the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit, the living God that whoops my tail. Amen. Come on. So we need to, to do the right thing. And so many are disillusioned so many times following somebody, and then we find out no moral restraint. And it's very disappointing, isn't it? Can you raise a hand and say that's very disappointing if that's happened in your life? It's very disappointing, isn't it? This is a fight. Denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. They deny God's what? Truth. Yeah, but God's all God. Let me tell you something right now. One day, God, it ain't going to be all that with you. It's going to be a problem. How do I keep the faith in tough times? How do I do it? Recognize the problem. Be honest with yourself and with God. Okay? Now, listen. If, you've been, if, you, if I've been talking this morning, you're going to hear this on the radio, and you're angry at me, listen. You're not going to get anywhere with this message. How about be honest with yourself? 
Be honest with what I've been saying, but not just what I've been saying. Be honest with what Jude's been saying. And not just Jude, Paul, Peter. Or did you see all the scriptures we had this morning say? Be honest with this message today. Be honest about that in your life. Do you believe the Bible? Are you totally committed to Jesus Christ? Or you just go to church because it feels good? Okay? Man, I want more than a warm, fuzzy feeling. I want when I lay my head on the pillow of the night, and if I don't wake up tomorrow, I want to wake up in glory. Amen. I want to know the Lord. I want to know that I have that peace. Amen. Say. And it, yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, guys. Come on. Listen. Also, it changes my life every day. I mean, I have eyes that can see now. I can see the stars. I can see creation. I can see the beauty of you. You know, and love. And I can feel it. I'm alive. And because of God, that makes me alive. That's knowing the Lord. Be honest with yourself. Are you sure that you're saved? Do you know Christ for sure? Are you into the Scriptures? Are you reading the Bible? Does the Bible matter to you? Well, I don't understand it. Well, I never understood anything I didn't read either. Come on. Just start, man. Know for certain that you're a Christian. Desire God's power in your life. I got up weak this morning. People say, how are you feeling? Well, I've been, I was about half good today. And I go out there and pray in that truck. And I realize I'm half good. And I tell them, I'm about like this today. Pray for me. And they prayed with me. And then, you know what? I'm pretty good right now. Amen. Yeah. I'm not much different than you. I was telling somebody, they said, what are you eating? I said, well, I'm drinking Insure in the morning. And I'm eating some soft chicken and some green beans at night. And then I have some graham crackers. And the man that's 83 years old, he says, well, I eat like that every day. Yeah, but I'm not 83, dude, okay? I'm getting there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Desire God's power and presence in your life. If there's anybody that ever needed to do it, it's us. Amen. Come on. With all the junk we got going on in our world and our life, we need Him. Desire His power. Present yourself as a living sacrifice to Him. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your what? Reasonable service. Do that. You want to stand? You want to recognize the problem? And then finally, here's a good thing I like, and that is do what God's Word says what? Period. Say it with me. Do what God's Word says what? Period. Period. Just put the period in it. Amen? And when you screw up, say, hey, I screwed up. You didn't screw up. I screwed up. And I confess my sin because you're faithful and just to forgive me my sins. But I'm coming back to you because you're right and you're true recognize the problem. I think we're done. Let's praise the Lord for His Word this morning. We're out of the gate. Come on! Boom! Amen! Praise the Lord! Amen!